they, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about the differences between working in-house versus an agency. Mm-hmm. Or I would even compare that to like being a contractor or just some type of outside marketing ops um, help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's the reason we're thinking about this is you know, we've been doing CS2 now for almost five years and we've learned a lot. We've been in-house, we've been doing CS2 now, so you know, it's a good time to reflect back and see see what we thought about it. And we haven't prepared anything. No. Um, so this could, this just kind of a random chat about <laughs> yeah. the pros and cons. Yeah, so it's almost five years since we both worked in-house. And, but it's still fresh. I think we still can think back still on our time. <laughs> <laughs> still have a twitch note. Um, and, um, I think to, to kick it off and it it could be some of the driving factors for why we started CS2, but one of the best things I think for me for doing marketing ops is problem solving. Um, and so when you're working in house, you're really solving the problems of, for one company, um, which can be hard especially when you're working internally you have a lot of things pulling you in different directions and then people kind of expect you to handle all of that so you can be problem solving but you're also doing all these other things and you're balancing Mm -hmm. you know politics and people and personalities and you know all the other stuff campaign execution fire drills and so forth and so really your job may be becomes 20% doing that. It can get minimized for sure. It can get minimized, yeah. It doesn't always, but kind of. And so one of the things that really appealed to me for starting an agency is just also problem solving, but for multiple clients. And then that broadens the scope of the type of problems I'm helping solve or the type of, you know, value I can provide to different companies Mm -hmm. and that keeps the role pretty exciting some people it can be overwhelming um, because you do have to remember a lot you have to change gears a lot you have to be able to you know memorize the ins and outs of multiple organizations rather than just one which doing having one for someone can be hard so but if you're able to balance all of that and then that excites you I think an agency is great if you like going deep into like one mm-hmm. you know one instance one part and really owning that working in-house is great because you are that sole gatekeeper for that company you, all you have to do is figure out you know one set of people process and um, data set and, and really that's your job yeah and the other half of that the other side of that, sorry, is in-house, because you can go really deep, you and you are the owner of all of the different aspects, you get that very big holistic view. And when it works well, it works well. Like there's no politics, the team's really well, highly functioning, you can be strategic, and you really can take the whole thing forward. Um, whereas when you work outside, you a lot of the time you're brought in for specific projects and you can work really good and you can really improve that. Um, some clients you take on more and more and more. 
especially with our model where we work very long term with our clients and we grow with them. Yeah. Um, other agencies where they just do different individual projects and then move on, they very much just kind of work on one thing and, and they're gone. And that might just be 10% of everything that's going on in operations. So if you're the kind of person that likes to just do that problem solving, go out, then an agency that just works on projects is good. If you like to have a bit of both where you can own a lot, but you also work on individual projects, then an agency that works on retainer model is good. But if you're a person that likes to just go really deep just on one thing, then maybe you know, in-house is, is good for you. Um, and I think for me, I, I really like being able to jump in and out of lots of different instances. And I feel like you have this accelerated learning curve because mm-hmm. You know, if you work with one company for a couple of years, you know, you've, if you've worked in ops a while, you should kind of understand how everything operates, you know, within that company pretty quickly. And then um, operationally, I mean, and then um, the only things you're really learning is how to improve what you've got specifically for that company. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you, you know, we've got 18 clients now and um, like current clients, active clients, and when you're jumping in and out of that many instances, you're seeing lots of different ways that different people are trying to solve different problems, mm-hmm. and you're helping different companies solve different problems. And there's so many nuances in what we do, so then you you really do get to see that holistic picture. And then what's brilliant about that is that you can take that and, and you can really have an educated opinion on what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Because when you've seen it for, you know, you maybe you've worked for three companies. In your career, you've seen what's worked and not worked for a few companies, and that's still great. But when you've seen it, you know, for 18, 20, Plus. 30 companies mm-hmm. over the space of a few years, yeah, um, you've just got more data points to draw from, and you can really understand. You know, you've really got a solid opinion on what works, and that's why you know consultants bring a lot of value because you've got your fingers in so many pies, and you've got so much um, experience across different yeah. situations. Totally. Um, and I think uh, another thing, I'm just moving on to the next one, but <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, another thing when I think about an argument for working in-house is kind of more of like the relationship. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, you know, think, oh, if I, you know, work in-house, I'm able to build relationships with my coworkers. I'm able to... That's a big one. Um, you know, have that rapport with them where when you're kind of a third party, you really just brought in to do the work. Um, a lot of the times you're, you're probably working remotely for an agency um, or even if you're working on your own as a contractor, you're working remotely, um, especially in this landscape of what we do. Um, and that can be a bit lonely. <laughs> um, but I think it depends on what kind of person you are. Exactly. So, but... I I make the case to say actually I think that it's been great for developing relationships especially with my clients working long term with them if you have a model where you are able to work long term with different clients you're able to meet a lot of great people a lot of great people what they're doing understand the ins and outs of how they're thinking about marketing Um, But also, you know, if you're jumping on calls with them, you can have great rapport just, you know, on video chat and get to know them. Um, And there are, you know, relationships that some of my clients that I I value so much from like a mentorship um, point of view, either me mentoring them or, you know, having a mentor to look up to 
that I'm helping actually get their job done at the same time Mm -hmm. um, or provide value for the organization. And so that's been great. It's, it's not the same as like I'm coming in every day and I'm getting my whole team into a conference room and, you know, we're, you know, brainstorming, whiteboarding. I can do that with my team internally too. So I get a little bit of that, but when you're working in house, you're probably doing that a lot more. But and there's the company mission that when you're spread across multiple clients, you you can't be as invested in each of the clients' mission as a person in-house. Totally. And that's why I think we, we always say, don't only have an agency or only have in-house if you're someone who works in-house and you're thinking about um, hiring for your MOPS team. I think it's good to have someone in-house who's really invested in the company's mission and knows everyone and goes to all the company events and all of that Uh but then it's good to have an agency too who can provide a level of expertise to support that person support them with an extra pair of hands be flexible contract where they can help you a lot one month and not so much the next month depending on your needs then that's the best way of doing it but from our point of view you know you I think when you work externally you do sometimes miss being part of just that one you know like that one mission obviously us as CS2 we've created our own company and we've got our own goals and everything like that but especially like in the early days when it was just you know us two um, doing CS2 um, you know it, it was a change moving from okay I'm working for this company this is what the company's kind of get moving towards and everyone's aligned to that there's hundreds of people aligned to that you know and um, it was a kind of a different perspective but then you know I think you can still really enjoy what your clients are doing and create those relationships too so that, again it's not like a, a big issue but it's just a point you know, to bring up like, yeah it's just what people it. when th- people think about their jobs and culture like what are you looking for right really? um, and then I think one thing um, um, that's just kind of just a, a day-to-day thing I mean when you when you're a consultant in companies like ours a lot of the time you're you're working from home mm-hmm. and that's just such a in, for, for different people it, it doesn't work but I think for a lot of people it does um, especially these days um, with all of the tools that we've got available to keep in touch with people but um, I just love it because of those hours you get back not commuting you know more time spent Working, with family and family. you know our, our new daughter you know being able to walk the dog yeah. you know and um, that enables me to be better at my job I think because I just have that balance inherently in my life and I don't lose those extra hours commuting yeah um so you you can just get a lot more done in your day Mm -hmm. and then you're not just exhausted by the time you get to work because you had a crappy commute or anything um and I I don't think that when on when you weigh all the pros and cons from working from home I think there's so many more positives than negatives of course the negatives in terms of you know, you're not seeing as many people, you're not interacting with as many people. And, but so if you're, you have to make sure you are going out and seeing people if you work from home. But um, the positives of being able to have that balance just easier, um, being able to have less distractions. You have to be um, a bit proactive as well. Right, well, you I have think to be, yeah. You sure. do need to be someone who can really manage your day, really be like heads down on your work without this like, kind of communal pressure, peer pressure to like work, you know, Mm -hmm. some people can get easily distracted, especially if they're in a living space. And, you know, that means you can maybe go work at a WeWork, but even then that may not even be enough. um, And they could easily get distraction, distracted. 
So that becomes, again, another difference between personality types. Um, what do you think the hardest thing is about working for a consulting agency? The hardest thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the seasonality and also the unexpected periods of craziness. I think when you work for a company, you have a general idea of like the level of work that will come your way. Um, but when you're managing clients, things can ebb and flow and, uh, you know, uh, someone might come to you with a massive project, you know, out of the blue mm-hmm. and you need to like be able to plan for that. And sometimes that means not taking on as many clients as you think you can handle at that one time. You do need to, you know, add buffer. Do you think though that... I mean, that can happen in-house too, right? It can but happen I think in-house. It's, I think it's a little bit that how, why it's different, I think, to jump onto your point, is that when you're in-house, you have different stakeholders that can all send you something, yeah. right? But then when you're an agency and you're working across a dozen clients, you have all of those people that can send your point of contact something scale that by multiple different clients all with the different politics involved that you have to know all of the different um you know tech stack Mm. tools processes goals you know aggressiveness to get projects done and you have basically that across this just multiplied so so when you know six seven of your clients all go in january we've got all these big projects we want to do now (laughs) you know it's just scaled up right and that's where if you're a consultant, contractor, uh, work for an agency, one of the one of the hardest and biggest problems is really that, like managing demand, having an, and like making sure you obviously got enough demand to meet your goals. Which I think in marketing operations these days, um, there's a lot of yeah. demand out there, but the hardest part is not taking on too many clients and then being able to be agile and handle those big big upticks because there's like always a good level of demand and then there's a big burst certain yeah. times of the year and it does seem every, a lot of times clients all like to go kind of crazy at the same time yeah crazy with work so I think there's a you know there's a big part of customer satisfaction is just the kind of what you, you have said before is like you want the client to think that that you're only working for them really mm-hmm. as far as like speed to get things done you know, yeah, knowing that's, the that's ins a and good outs. North Star, right? Like if, if they don't feel like you're just this agency that's managing a huge, you know, group of clients and you're just basically picking like a ticket, like you're at a deli counter and just waiting for your turn, like that right. that can easily be replaced and they're going to probably find a new help because that's not really get, getting them to scale. Right. Especially for like little, like agencies like ours, like the... The smaller side consulting agencies, I think that's a really good um, metric, or even, or maybe I guess it's not a metric, but kind of barometer of success. Yeah. You know, are, it, when you are when your clients ask you how many other clients you have, mm-hmm. you want them to be surprised of how many you have, because <laughs> yeah. you want them to feel like that they're they're getting such good attention that you know they think you, you're their only client. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, they're your only client. So, yeah, I think that's something that 
every every agency similar to us should strive for. Every agency in general should strive for that, I guess, too. Yeah. And I think moving on to another point. This video was turning a bit longer than we said it was going to be, but <laughs> it's good. Let's um, keep it going. I think that this is a final good point to make, um, but you're probably going to add on to it. Um, but I think for an agency or a consultant, it's trying to figure out how you can build growth for yourself within that career mm -hmm. or within that because there's a natural progression in-house you can get promotions you can get title changes and i'm not yeah, always saying that that's the best barometer for career growth um and i think that's but it's set out for you it's set out for you and it's something that is like tangible that you can work toward so a different way to think about it is how can you just evolve the type of work that you're doing and right. how much value that you're providing you know if we look at the evolution of cs2 it really started out as you know kind of helping out our clients a broad range of things a lot of it campaign execution a lot of it kind of you know, introductory, you know, kind of projects around like lead scoring, set up nurtures, all that. But a goal for us is really like, okay, but our, we're growing as marketing ops people. We're growing from a strategic standpoint as well. How do we then take on work that meets our growth curve and really provide value that matches our skill set? Mm -hmm. So don't you think that um, that's good advice for someone in-house too, though, as well? Like, oh, yeah. Not to be... I mean, I think it is very good advice for someone externally, but I think it could be applied internally too. Yeah, totally. And I think you, you need to take a step further and kind of like be your own champion and be your own right. boss, where like some people internally can have someone that can help push them to get there. Um, and if you work for an agency, there might be, you know, different levels that'll help you, people help you get there. But when you're running an agency or if you're an individual, like contractor, you gotta be your own champion. Right. You have to be like your, mm -hmm. your own like person setting those goals for you because no one else is gonna do that. So yeah. it, that's the big difference. Yeah. And then I think one thing to add on to that is, um, just trying to have more fun and creativity in it. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of clients have similar problems. You find that um, once you fixed it, fixed the problem or you found a solution for a specific thing for one client, you're gonna have to, probably gonna end up doing relatively similar thing for another client and then again and again. Um, where in-house, once you've you know, implemented a tool or whatever it is that you're, you, you're doing you move on to the um, next thing. you move on to the next thing and mm -hmm. you do get a little bit more variety I guess because it's only so you're going to take a long time for you to come back and do that again unless you move jobs whereas when you're doing it internally oh sorry um, externally as an agency you're going to be doing it a lot more which is why you have that accelerated learning right mm -hmm. so the more you do it the more reps you get the better you're going to get at it but um, which is great but then trying to add more things in. So for example, with us, very much so over the first few years of CS2, we were just, you know, okay, let's just do as much work as we can for clients. Mm -hmm. 
um, all of our goals are around billable work and how many clients we could get. Um, and then we realized that, okay, there's, this is great, but there's only so many billable hours I really need mm-hmm. to, to hit the goals. Um, and we want to start adding in more um, different aspects to what CS2 does that doesn't really have a, you know, a financial reward to it immediately. It's more just kind of a creative outlet. So that's a lot of our content over the last year or so we've been focusing a lot on that and it's just been more it's been fun right it adds a whole new dynamic we were just talking about it with the team earlier today like using that other part of your brain um the other side of your brain than the very technical operational side to just have fun with content right everyone can find their voice and come up with different content ideas but then you actually find that with that, you become better at the other stuff too because you're really formulating your thoughts. Um, you have to really sit down and think about, okay, I've thought about this is the way to do this one thing. Okay, is that right? Like I have to just think about how other people might interpret this. How, how can I articulate this the best way? Mm-hmm. And you end up being a better consultant from it. Totally. So I'd advise all consultants, so don't, don't write a blog or do content because you... Um, you're expecting a massive ROI on it day one. Yeah. Do it because you're interested in the topics, you want to explore them more, and it's an outlet for you. It's also a way to help you, you know, educate your current clients, and if you end up getting new clients out of it, then great. Um, but there's load, loads of benefits before you get to attracting new clients through making sure that you have that creative side and you do develop your own point of view and content. Yeah. And like for internal people, you can take a little bit of that where I always say, you know, market your own marketing. So do that, you know, if you're, whatever you're doing in marketing, also like really market that to the broader marketing team and to sales. And so you can really build your personal brand within your organization. That's going to help you in your path there. And then maybe beyond because people change roles. Um, but for a consultant, you're really working on your personal brand too. And that can be everyone across your whole agency, and that can add an element of you know people getting bought into, um, you know who you are and what you do. You're less of this agency with just a name, and you're more you know you're Charlie, human. and yeah. you're human to them, and you're this person that's helping them, and that's a relationship that will last. So if your goal is to have clients that are long lasting, that could be a, a great tool for you. So what's better, in-house or agency? I mean, we I'll let people guess. Yeah, I mean, for <laughs> us, everything's dependent on who you are. But for us, I think we like. I mean, we obviously we've been doing it five years now, so so I think for us, the 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 agency life is is for us. But hopefully, we shed some light on the differences. I'm sure we can come up with a hundred more. Totally. Uh, but this pod, this uh, podcast, video podcast, is getting up there now in time, so we'll probably call it a day, right? Yeah. All right. See ya. See you next time forward.